Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 116, verses 1 and 2, and 12 through 19. I love the Lord, because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. What shall I return to the Lord for all that is bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay the vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 through 4 and 11 through 14. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If a household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join in its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat it. This is how you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both human beings and animals. On all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations you shall observe it as a peaceful, perpetual ordinance. The Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17 and 31 through 35. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. When he pour, then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. 
Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet and put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also must wash one another's feet. For I have set for you an example, that you should also do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are commander, are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Good morning and welcome to Thursday of Holy Week, also known as Monday Thursday. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 116, Exodus 12, and John 13. And uh, Thursday of Holy Week, um, or Holy Thursday, or Monday Thursday, um, is about the Passover supper that Jesus has with his disciples. Um, Passover is um, <clears throat> is uh, the central, or I'll say a central. I shouldn't speak for um, rabbinic Judaism, but um, Passover was one of the most important holidays um, on the Jewish calendar, liturgical calendar, and it marks the day that they were uh, freed from Egypt after generations of slavery, um, three generations of slavery, um, something like that. And um, they're told to slaughter a lamb and um, wipe its blood on the outside of your house and take it inside and eat it with your shoes on, your backpacks on your back and ready to run, essentially. And the Passover, Pesach, is um, is where we get the word Paschal from. Uh, it's just a little tweak uh, in, well, through Greek to English. Um, but the, the Hebrew word Pesach, um, before it meant the Passover sacrifice, it referred to limping or hopping. Um, the Passover um festival is a remembrance that Egypt was spared from the angel of death who took the firstborn sons of anyone who uh, didn't have blood on their door. It wasn't about Israelites. The Israelites were told what to do, but the angel was um, pretty uh, indiscriminate as long as you didn't have, if you, well, essentially if you um, didn't have 
a horror show on your windows and doors, you would have a horror show in your house because you'd wake up and find your firstborn son um, dead in his bed. Um, and the limping around um, evokes to me this weary warrior, not some, you know, hammer of God who comes through and slays the firstborn. Um, it is that he's skipping over the Israelites' houses, anybody who has blood, but he's also limping as he goes through. Um, that's what it means to pass over. Um, that the Jews were spared, and this meal that they have, that they share together, um, to this day, it's highly symbolic. It's full of ritual and symbolism. The food is not necessarily enjoyable. There's bitter herbs you have to taste, and all of it is meant to induce this memory of Passover. So when Jesus sits down with his disciples, um, it's... um, not just mournful in its remembrance, but it's also um, that Jesus knows that he's going to be with God. And where they can't go um, is um, to the gates of hell, to harrow hell. Um, And uh, we all know, um, you know, with hindsight, what's coming. I don't want to mention what it is because I think that kind of defeats the point. But to live into this moment liturgically um, is to be ready to go. Um, the, the disciples are getting their feet washed on a day when they've been reminded to keep their shoes on, to eat uh, as though they're ready to leave. Um, and so in other, um, not necessarily in this passage, but John, um, the beloved disciple in I don't know, Matthew or Luke or something, he's reclining next to Jesus, clearly not ready to go. It makes you wonder if they've kind of become complacent um, and what it means that they're taking off these shoes that they're commanded um, to uh, to keep on when they eat Passover. Um, Christians, uh, most Christians, and I know there's a very really interesting subset of Christianity that celebrates the, the Jewish festivals, um, but we don't celebrate Passover. Um, we celebrate <clears throat> Holy Week and Easter, the tritium of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and I wonder if that's part of the reason um, that Jesus gives us a new command, a new mandatum, which is where we get the word maunde from. It means commandment, new commandment I give you, to love one another as I have loved you, to wash one another's feet just as I have done, and what's odd is this is the only gospel in which it appears. And John either like made it up um, or uh, everybody else thought it was just not that important, that it was just weird that he did this. Um, Mark's gospel doesn't record it. Um, of course, Mark doesn't seem to be all that interested in like ritual and symbolism. But Matthew doesn't either, and that's striking. Um, the Passover meal is the Passover meal. And, you know, Jesus is betrayed that night, um, but, you know, it's a Passover meal. That's what it is. You keep your shoes on. And so this this change, this um, amendment that John introduces um, is accompanied by this commandment, a new commandment I give you, to love one another as I have loved you. And that's how people will know that you're Christians, when you love 
one another. Um, and so this washing of the feet um, is not, this isn't uh, part of the command, uh, even though John builds it up as very important and significant and, and worthy of our attention. He has Jesus say, look, you have to do this um, because I've done it for you. Uh, but none of the other Gospels record it. And so Monday, Thursday, um, many churches have a meal, a shared meal together, and they read um, the beginning of this story where they sit down and um, they remember um, Egypt being freed from Israel and the meal that we all partake in that um, proceeds from the Passover um, sacrifice, which is a goat or a lamb, um, through um, Good Friday, when Jesus becomes the Passover sacrifice, um, and then finally um, in communion in the Eucharist, which we, depending on your tradition, um, consume much more frequently. Um, and this is our new bitter herbs um, where we are reminded that we have been spared um, for not um, no, uh, from our own sins, not from the sins of others not from uh, the oppression of others um, and the sin of slavery um, that was, that we were slaves of, but now communion in the Eucharist is, uh, is a reminder that God forgives us for our own sins um, and frees us from our own sins, um, no longer the sins of others, but inwardly um, God now has given us the means by which we might conquer sin in our own hearts. Um, tomorrow uh, is Good Friday, um, and uh, I won't be um, recording a live episode, but I will share um, a homily, I don't know exactly what to call it, poem, I don't know, I some kind of creative work that... Um, that I composed years ago uh, when I was attending a black Catholic church in, in North Carolina, uh, Jesuit church, if I remember correctly. Um, and it, this idea just came to me, and it, it grew out of the question, why is Good Friday called good? Um, and uh, what does it mean to use these words um, that we use? Um, what in, And also what... Uh, drawing on Ignatius of Loyola's um, spiritual exercises of, of placing yourself in the gospel and, and thinking about what you would have done if you only knew what they knew. Um, and so I put myself at the foot of the cross, and, uh, and you know, when Peter shoes as he's listening to this trial, and it was devastating. Um, Good Friday, um, if you're a Christian soldier, Good Friday is a day when um, soldiers did their lawful duty in executing a condemned criminal. Um, that, you know, it speaks to the systemic um, injustices in which an innocent man can die um, and others be spared, be passed over. Um, and so Good Friday and, and Holy Saturday have always been, or at least since I've been a veteran, um, have always been really profound for me. And so um, this short homily that I, I wrote um, was published by a, a Marine by the name of jo uh, Josh Terry in a book called Point Man. Um, and so the artwork will be from Josh's, it's all Josh's artwork. Um, 
and he kind of picked up my poem word for word and included it as one of 22 interviews in this book, um, Point Man, which um, interviews a different service member veteran, um, 22 different profiles for the 22 um, times every day in which a, vitter, a veteran will take their own lives. He published it before the latest suicide numbers, um, when 22 was um, the accepted kind of uh, number. And so you'll hear that Good Friday, um, and then on Holy Saturday, um, I encourage you to do nothing. Uh, don't pray, don't, um, don't fast, don't uh, engage in any kind of liturgical um, activity from uh, Friday night to Saturday night, um, because that's what Holy Saturday is. Everything is silent. Um, it's when um, the the um, even though the veil is torn, um, the the cross in most churches is covered because um, we remember what it was like to have our hopes dashed, um, to not have the anticipation of of Easter Sunday, but only have the death uh, of our Savior on a cross, um, and living in the moment of the deepest and most profound doubt. Um, some churches call it Black Saturday um, because there's no services, there's no communion. Um, any communion that's been blessed, um, if it passes through Holy Saturday, must be discarded because it's everything that passes through Holy Saturday um, is dead. Um, just like Jesus. And so I encourage you to live into the liturgical moments that are prepared for us. Uh, I hope you will uh, enjoy or appreciate at least the sermon or the homily that I have for you tomorrow and that you take um, a, a morbid rest on Holy Saturday and allow the liturgical season and the liturgical moment to consume you um, before we rejoice and consume the Eucharist the next day. A prayer for a person in trouble or bereavement from the Book of Common Prayer. Merciful God, who has taught us that in your holy word you do not willingly afflict or grieve anyone, look with pity upon the sorrows of your servants for whom our prayers are offered. Remember them, O Lord, in mercy. Nourish their souls with patience. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. 
I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.